Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Millennial Economics Podcast, part four of the university series. Um, last episode, we talked a little bit about debt. Um, well, actually, let's let's go to the beginning. So part one was setting goals. Part two is budgeting. Part three, debt. Part four, today's episode, is the emergency fund. The emergency fund. And this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, however, I encourage you all, if you are just tuning into this episode, to start from the beginning. Um, We started the new year off. Um, The first episode was published January 2nd, and we are going through a multi-part university series um, to establish a great foundation for your personal finance, and we're just knocking those out. That will be every episode until we get to the very, very end, okay? And we have several more to go. Um, So if you have not tuned into episode 80, which is the university um, series part one about setting goals, I'd encourage you to start there. Um, and then kind of go down the list, episode 81, um, 82, and this is 83, okay? So like I mentioned, we are going to talk a little bit about the emergency fund. That is the next phase of the solid, solid, super solid foundation, the abnormally solid foundation um, that we are setting for ourselves um, that is going to set up, set us up Excuse me, for success moving forward, to set us up to success for achieving our goals, building wealth, enjoying our money, giving our money, um, all of the above. So let's just start with defining on, of what an emergency fund is. Um, an emergency fund is money that you hold for the incidentals that come up in life. Okay, an emergency fund is not for bills. It is not for fund money. It is not for vehicles. It is not for investing. An emergency fund's job is to sit there and be there and have no risk of going away unless we decide that we want to take it out and use it for a large incidental or really any incidental that comes up. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about where is the best place to hold an emergency fund, in my opinion, or to keep an emergency fund. Um, But before we do that, let's talk about what an emergency is and what an emergency is not. All right. Um, An emergency would be a medical event right? A medical event happens, you couldn't control it, you didn't foresee it, um, and you need the money now, um, you dip into that emergency fund. Um, An emergency is the car goes on the fritz and you have to pay for a repair. Um, An emergency fund is for, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else an emergency, (laughs) what else I've dipped into my emergency fund for. I I don't dip into it much. Uh, Oh, a house repair. That's a great example. Um, the AC unit goes out, and you have to hire somebody to replace it. Okay, all of these things are emergencies, um, and and I think are are very viable or very worthy incidences that that happen in life uh, that you could dip into your much emergency fund for. One thing to remember about an emergency is that it's not when, or excuse me, it's not if, it's when. All right, it's not if these things are going to come up; it's when these things are going to come up. Um, Another emergency that just came to mind is say you lose your job and you need something to sustain yourself um, until you can find some new employment or find some new way to make money, 
All right. So just remember, you know, if you haven't had any of these things happen to you, which I'm sure some of you, or I'm sure all of you have had these things happen to you in some form or fashion, but it's important to have an emergency fund because these incidentals, these unforeseen things happen to everybody. And we don't want to be dipping into our investments. We don't want to be going into debt to cover these expenses. We want to be able to pay for them in cash. And one thing to remember about an emergency fund is that whenever you have to dip into that fund, you immediately, you immediately um, direct all of your efforts into filling that emergency fund bucket back up. Okay, because we always want to have money available in that fund. We never want to take money out and then say we'll get around to putting money back in because you want to invest in crypto. <laughs> okay, uh, you want to put money as fast as you can back into that emergency fund to get at the amount that you need to be at. So the next question is, how much money do I need in my emergency fund? Okay, well, most people would suggest that you need three to six months worth of expenses in your emergency fund. And lucky for you, because you're listening to the university series on the Millennial Economics Podcast, you know what your monthly expenses are because you have a budget, right? So what I do is I take a look at all of my expenses, all of the necessary expenses, right? I take out all the fun money and the, you know, the money we allocate to eating out or hanging out with friends. I take that, that money aside, um, but I look at all of my necessary expenses, the expenses that have to come out every month and then you multiply that by three to six months. Okay, so how do you decide if you should be at the three month or closer to the six month? All right, well, it really depends on how many people, in my opinion, uh, it depends on a couple things. How many people are reliant on you and your money? And how risk averse are you as an individual? Okay, so if you are the sole breadwinner of your household, and you are supporting a spouse or a significant other, and you're supporting children, and you're supporting dogs, and you're supporting all the good things, <laughs> okay? You might want your emergency fund to be a little bit larger than three months. Because if something happened, say you lost your job, um, you would have to rely solely on your emergency fund to sustain you until you found another job. There would be no supplemental income coming in if you lost your job. Um, if you are single, and you don't have any kids and you don't have many people dependent on your money, um, you know, maybe you shy closer to that three month mark because again, it's just kind of you and maybe your monthly expenses aren't much and you think you could find a job quickly or make ends meet pretty easily. Maybe you shy closer to that three month mark. Um, maybe you're the type of person that is incredibly risk averse and it just helps you mentally. It helps your peace to have six to 12 months of an emergency fund. Okay, that's totally okay because again, our personal financial journey is so unique to us. We need to build a plan that works well for us. Now, one thing I would say, and I, I don't think I've ever run into this individual before, but you know, if you find yourself wanting just to have an emergency fund of 24 months or something like that, you know, maybe you have a very, a very unique situation where you need that, but most people don't need that much money in an emergency fund. You'd be more advantageous to stick closer to that three to six months. Maybe you push it to 12 months and allocate the rest of your cash into investments. Okay. And again, later on in the series, we're going to talk about investing and the power of investing in compound interest and, you know, what investment vehicles are out there and, and all of that. We're going to get into that. And I geek out about that. That's really exciting. 
Um, but an emergency fund, you know, it, it really, really truly should be for an emergency. You know, what happens if something comes up that is completely unforeseen? Will I be able to cover that until I can get everything straight in my life and get back on track? All right. So we've discussed how much we should have in that emergency fund. We need to discuss where should we keep an emergency fund? Okay. Um, there's a few places that are not great places to keep an emergency fund. Your emergency fund should not be in your Coinbase account. Shout out Coinbase. I do use that for crypto trading. And if you are interested, there's a referral link where I believe you get $10 in Bitcoin if you sign up with that in the show notes. Aside from that, <laughs> I had to get that in, guys. Aside from that, you know, you should not keep your three to six months worth of expenses in crypto investing in your Coinbase account. All right. There is so much risk and fluctuation with your holdings in cryptocurrency that in the, if an emergency came up and the crypto market's down 30, 40, 50 percent, you could have five thousand dollars in there instead of ten thousand or ten thousand dollars in there instead of twenty thousand. Right. So we don't want to keep it in our crypto account. We also don't even want to keep it in a well diversified investment account. Why? For the very same reason that we don't want to keep it into crypto, but on a lesser scale. Investments fluctuate, and there's risk involved with any investment, any investment, and I really want to hit that home. No investment is a surefire thing, okay? So we, want, we don't want our, in, um, our money to be in, uh, or held, I guess I should say, our, our emergency fund to be held in something that can fluctuate, right? Because we don't want to have to go to it with a $10,000 expense if our emergency fund is $10,000 and the market happened to be down that day and we only have $9,000 in there and we have to take out, you know, we have to go into debt to cover the rest of that, all right? Um, we, we and, and in general, I use those two things as an example, but in general, we don't want to be holding our emergency fund into really any investment type account, um, now, this is debated. There are some people out there in the personal finance space that don't believe in emergency funds accounts. Um, they would rather just have their money in their investing um, so that it can accrue interest and all of that. And while I understand the thought process behind that, um, I want my emergency fund in an account where I know it's going to be there and I know what it's going to be. Okay. So where should you have an emergency fund held? Most of you are probably thinking in my bank savings account, okay? And while that certainly is a better option than holding that fund in your Coinbase account, it's not necessarily the best option. And why? The average interest rate on a savings account, I believe, is 0.01%, okay? So you're gaining 0.01% on the money that you're holding there. Now, the benefit is, is it's easily accessible, Okay, so if an emergency happens, you can go, you can transfer that money on your banking app or you can go to the bank and withdraw that cash and you can pay for that emergency and you're good to go, right? So there is the benefit of that. There's also the benefit of security, right? So if anything happened to that account, it is FDIC insured um, and you are going to have your $10,000, let's say. All right, so those two things it does have going for it. But because the interest rate is only 0.01%, that money really isn't working for you at all. That 0.01% is incredibly negligible. And while an emergency fund probably isn't going to achieve the same interest as a, a well-diversified investing, investing account or brokerage account, there are better options. There is, there's more of an interest rate we can earn on our emergency fund than 0.01% in our, our bank's, regular bank's savings account. Okay? 
So where is the best place? Um, in my opinion, the best place and where I keep my emergency fund is a high yield savings account. And what does that mean? It means that the yield is a bit higher than the average savings account at your bank. Okay, so while the bank interest rate is 0.01%, a high yield savings account, you might be able to find 0.04%, right? Or 0.03%, right? And those do fluctuate a bit. A couple years ago, I believe you could find 2%, I believe. And we don't see, we don't see that anymore. So 0.04% last time I checked um, is about where you're going to be. Um, and there are some um, wonderful options out there. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about Ally Financial, their high yield savings account. Um, but I use a high yield savings account that I think is kind of fun. And I am going to plug this, but I, I do use this product and I have for quite some time now. Um, I use Yada Savings. Okay. And that's Y O T is in Tom, T is in Tom, A, Yada Savings. And what Yada does is they have gamified the savings process. So for every, I believe it's every $100 that you have saved with them, you receive 25 tickets and those tickets just stay. It's not like you get them when you first deposit your money and then they go away. Nope. It's however much you hold in that account for a given week, you get that many tickets, $100 per, uh, or 25 tickets per $100. And every week there is a drawing. Um, it's kind of, think about it as a raffle ticket. There's seven numbers. And the more numbers you match on your tickets every week, the more money you can win every week. Okay. And I'll give you a great example. So on average, um, I, you know, you don't win much, right? You don't win much. Um, however, last week I think I earned, oh gosh, actually, I don't even know that the actual percentage that it was with the money that I held there, but it was a significant amount. It was the most that I had, had earned before, right? Um, it would be probably equivalent to a couple percents of the amount of money that I held in my yacht account which is super cool because there's not any option for a FDIC insured, which Yada is, an FDIC insured account that was going to give me a, you know, return of, you know, two or 3%. Okay. Um, Yada also has a base interest rate of, I believe, 0.2%. Okay. So you get that 0.2% and then you win every week based off of the tickets and the more money you hold in there, the more tickets you have every week, you win money. The prizes can go all the way up to a Tesla. Um, and the, the ultimate prize, which I don't believe anybody has won, but is $10 million. Okay. Legitimately $10 million. And the cool thing about Yada is they have hired an, an outside company, um, to, to do the raffle drawings every day. So they're not the ones that are essentially choosing the numbers because that would be a bit of a conflict of interest. They would never want anybody to win, um, essentially. Um, so they have hired an outside company to choose those numbers and, you know, let Yada know what those numbers are, are every week. The way that it works is every day at eight o'clock central, I believe, um, one number is revealed off of the ticket of seven. Okay, and every day that happens, and then on Sunday, the Yada number is released, and you find out exactly how much you won. And they have a fantastic app. Um, I'm a big fan of it, and again, I've used them for quite some time. Um, so I will put a little plug in there. Um, if this interests you, I think it's really fun. I've had a great experience with it. I can obviously not guarantee what your experience will be or what your returns will be. That's the essence of what Yada is. It's, it kind of gamifies the saving process. Um, but if it interests you and you would like to sign up, um, there will be a link below. 
And when you sign up, if you use code millennial, and I'll spell that for you because a lot of people have a hard time spelling millennial. It is M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L. So it's two L's, two N's. If you use that code millennial when you sign up, you will get 100 free tickets into the first week's drawing. Super cool. And 100 tickets is, is really cool. It's a pretty substantial amount. Um, and I get a little kickback, obviously, from Yada um, if you use that code millennial when you do sign up. Um, so that's really the gist of it. You know, there are, there are bad places to hold your emergency fund. There are good places to hold your emergency fund. And there are better places to hold your emergency fund, in my opinion. Um, an emergency fund is important because simply there are going to be incidentals. There are going to be emergencies that come up in your life where you need cash and you don't want to go into debt for those things. You want to make sure your emergency fund is fully funded at all times. So if you take money out, you want to fund it back as fast as possible. And you want three to six months typically um, in your emergency fund. And lucky for you, you know what that is because you've put your budget in place and you know what your expenses are. Um, and if you're super risk averse, you know, you can extend that six months out just a little bit, um, but you don't want to go overboard. So that is what I have for you all today on episode 83 of the Millennial Economics pod Podcast, excuse me, part four of the university series. And we talked about emergency funds. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you very, very soon.